In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear faithful, God loves to challenge us. In today's Gospel, Jesus tells us that to enter into his kingdom, her holiness, literally her being in right relationship with God, must surpass that of the scribes and the Pharisees. The scribes were the ones who made it their whole life to study the word of God down to the smallest letter. The Pharisees were the ones who tried to live by what the scribes taught, basing their whole life on God's word. They prayed three times a day, they fasted twice a week, they gave 10% on all they owned to God. They were living outwardly very holy lives. But Jesus was calling us to a higher standard than they had adopted. The standards he wanted focused not just on outward conduct, but on our inward adhesion to God. To seeing like him, thinking like him, forgiving like him, forgiving like him, and becoming more and more like him. Dear faithful, Jesus says in today's gospel that it's not enough not just to kill others. He doesn't want us hating others or insulting them. He'd continue in the Sermon on the Mount, that is not enough to not commit adultery in the flesh. He doesn't want us to commit adultery in the heart by looking at lust rather than love at others, including one's own spouse. It's not enough, he added, for us to limit our vengeance to an eye for an eye, or a tooth for a tooth, or to love our neighbor, but hate our enemy. God loves to challenge us because he wants us to pray for our persecutors. He wants us to love our enemies, to do good to those who hate us. Remember that Jesus never calls us to anything that he's not prepared to give us all the help he knows we need to act on that call. He stresses, however, that his standard is not that merely be, is not we merely be just good people. He wants us 
to be truly Christian. He wants us to be little Christ. He wants us to follow him and imitate him in our actions. The truly Christian way of life is the way St. Peter reminds how to live in today's episode. The first Pope calls all of us to be of one mind, sympathetic, loving toward one another, compassionate and humble. God doesn't want to doesn't God doesn't want us to be divided but to be of anonymous together wanting what God wants and rejecting what God rejects He wants us to be sympathetic entering into the sufferings of others he wants us to love others, which means to be willing to be crucified by them. He summons us to be humble, to place ourselves at others' service. Dear faithful, on this fifth Sunday after Pentecost, we remember that God, the Holy Ghost, has been sent to us to help us live by these standards. St. Peter continues, do not return evil for evil or insult for insult, but on the contrary, return the blessing because to this you were called, that you might inherit a blessing. He wants us to bless those who insult or do evil to us, just like Christ did to those crucifying him. This is a characteristic Christian response. To become God's blessing on the world and to wish the blessing of God on everyone, including and especially those who need it most. When we suffer on account on our faith, he reminds us of something he himself had experienced in his own flesh, as he was mistreated by the same Sanhedrin who had crucified Jesus, that we are blessed. Blessed are you, as Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you false because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Dear friends, suffering is an opportunity for our sanctification, is an opportunity for our growing in love of God who suffered out of love for us and growing in love of others, including our persecutors for whose conversion and salvation 
we can offer that suffering. As St. Peter finishes with one of the most famous lines in sacred scripture, a line that is crucial for us in this age in which a new evangelization is so needed, always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope. We Roman Catholics are always supposed to be filled with hope, even and especially in the midst of suffering. We are called as Roman Catholics to give reason for the hope that we carry within, the hope that cannot disappoint, the hope that doesn't disappoint, the hope that cannot be extinguished, the hope that is based on the fact that Jesus has risen from the dead and all the hatred in the world cannot get him back into the tomb. But there is no question that the church and the faithful are going to be entering into rough times. Don't fear. We are called to give reason not for the alarm and fears that we carry within, but of the hope we bear from the fact that Jesus won, that Christ has truly risen from the dead, and that he has helped the church triumph over so many more difficult circumstances throughout the last 2,000 years. We are called to avoid the temptation to hate those who will call us hateful just because we believe with Christ and people of every culture since the beginning that marriage is between a man and a woman or that life is a gift, sacred gift from God. They will call us hateful for that. We are called to pray for those who will seek to persecute us for our fidelity and to love those who treat us as the enemy. And we are called to be of one mind with Christ and which other at a time in which we need to proclaim some of the real basics of the gospel to a culture that no longer sees with clarity these elementary truths. Unless your justice surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven.
The standards to which Jesus calls us is a standard of Christian holiness, which is fidelity to the truth he has revealed and fidelity to his command to love everyone, including those who have made themselves our enemies, just like Jesus has loved us. Dear friends, every crisis that the Church faces, every crisis that the Church has ever confronted is a crisis of sins. A crisis is a, is a time in which we turn much more to God for the grace we need to remain faithful, and in that crucible God forms us to be adequate, to respond to the time. Just like he did in converting the pagan Roman Empire. Just like he did in overcoming the barbarians. Just like he has done in so many, many, many missionary lands. And so he will always do. As we come to present ourselves as gifts before the altar, let us open ourselves to the help he will give us so that we will not return evil for the evil we will suffer or insult for insult, but on the contrary, return a blessing. The blessing of God living within us, because it is for this, it is to this, who we are called. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.